0: Welcome back to Round 12, the podcast that will always be dedicated to growth, development, and motivational mastery. I am your host, Sensei Roger B. Hamilton. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of the Round 12 podcast series. Let's go get it. Animation Mastery. With guest, Mr. Greg Bush and with an attitude like that, I'm afraid you're shaping up to be a pretty pathetic king indeed.
1: <laughs> Not the way I see it. I'm gonna be a mighty king, so enemies beware.
0: Well, I've never seen a king on beasts with quite so little hair.
1: I'm gonna be the main event like no king was before. I'm brushing up, on looking down, I'm
0: working on my board.
1: Oh, Thus far, rather uninspiring.
0: You think?
1: No one's saying do this Now when I said that No think I... be there well, I mean, uh, What I meant was No one's saying stop that
0: No, what you don't no realize. one's saying see
1: here Now see here Rita
0: run around all day Well that's definitely out are do it all my way I think it's time that you and I Arranged a heart to heart Count me out Out of service, out of Africa I wouldn't hang about This child is getting wildly out of wind Ladies and gentlemen once again round 12 has invited a special guest. I'm really excited about this guest whom I've known for quite a while now and who has just graduated from his effort in the uh, in the learning environment scholastics and media and animation and I tell you what I'm so excited for him he's about to begin a career that is going to be amazing I can tell you already and if the detail that he operates from that I've known him for, get ready, world, because he's going to do some really good things. And so I would like to take this moment to introduce Mr. Greg Bush. Welcome, Greg. Hey. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. How are I'm you? Good. Glad to have you as Thank well. You. Glad Thank to you. have you. Well, first, let me jump right in and say congratulations for your recent graduation. Isn't that exciting? It was very exciting. Thank you so much for that. No, yeah. you're welcome. Man. You're welcome. It's funny how school is an interesting thing to participate in at the lower levels and then even at the larger levels uh, because there's so much growth in there, certainly potential growth. But boy, it can be tedious and difficult sometimes, can it? Definitely. Tell us a little bit about your journey through the scholastic environment. Let's just say after high school. After high school?
1: Wow. Well, I guess you can say to start off, I mean, just kind of finding myself, uh, right. starting off thinking, you know, I wanted to do something along the lines of engineering and being able to, you know, get into mathematics. And, you know, I was just money hungry mm-hmm. and I wanted to be able to find a place in the world where I can, you know, live comfortably. But at the same time, I don't think I was thinking about uh, myself and all of that. But, um, in the end, I did something that I really like to do and that's being art. So Uh, but yeah started off uh, doing engineering and uh, did that for a while and then for a minute I was just like I love it and then after a while I was like this isn't my cup of tea and I think I was looking at it for the wrong reasons Um, but eventually you know I found my calling uh, which was art and graphic design which eventually led into animation and I think uh, I came upon that just by life experiences just being out Uh, seeing different cities, seeing different artwork, uh, meeting different artists, even talking to people. um, I think it shaped uh, me as a person. And I had uh, a lot more appreciation for things that the world can show us and that other people can make and show us as
0: well. That's interesting. You talk about what other people can make. It's funny how when you think of individual pursuits, Let's clarify something, too. You happen to be one of my traditional karate students yes, from way back, yes. right? And then kickboxing students yes. as well, along with your best friend, Omar Hamilton. What a coincidence. So who happens right. to be my son, which makes you a pretty much my son, too, <laughs> right? <laughs> so honestly, that's why another reason it's really great to have you here. But when you talk about individual pursuits, let's just say boxing for the sake of discussion. You don't think of a team. You think of one individual in the middle under the lights by himself. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we forget there generally is a team, somebody behind. Mm -hmm. Right. So is art that way as well? Do you think it's team oriented in some way? I think depending on what you're doing, yes.
1: Um, I think your motivation can come from necessarily anything. I think it could come from another person. It can come from what you see um, or, you know, from your family. Um, Anything that drives you, per se, um, can get you to that angle. But I think if you're doing maybe a big project and you're not the only person working on it, I think that a lot of people can influence that one idea and make it into something great. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So are you a fan of uh, teamwork in any way? And if so, tell me why.
1: Um, yes, I think uh, teamwork is very important because some things you just can't do by yourself. I mean, uh, you can do some art, uh, you know, drawing and things like that. And maybe you have a very specific idea, um, which would make sense as opposed to maybe somebody can't understand something the way you see it mm-hmm. um, through like a personal experience mm-hmm. per se. But maybe if you want to make like a very big um a very big, uh, what do they call it, a moral, Mm -hmm. um, like on a city wall or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe a couple other people may have influences to add on to that.
0: And then together you can make something beautiful, Mm -hmm. something worthwhile. Very nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm I'm a believer in teamwork for sure. And and I love the idea of collaboration, which is another reason why I'm so excited you're here today. I think your perspective, just like other guests who have sat in with us, is an important perspective to the world at large. I think we all need to hear from each other and what we've experienced and what we've learned from, so that we can avoid making the same mistakes sometimes. <laughs> but also, we can find that we have more in common, you know, than we do apart. And and that's that's why it's really good to hear, good to have you. So, how long we've known each other now, anyway? <laughs> A long time. Uh, say middle school oh boy like seventh grade oh boy (laughs) well not just high school when i used to pick you guys up from school school. you tell the world how when i when i came to pick you guys (laughs) up from school it wasn't like when moms came to pick you up like hi babies how you guys doing come on jump in the car go home when i came to pick you up tell them what i told you it was game
1: time (laughs) when he come give you a ride he'd be like hey how you doing um so what'd you learn today first question like uh didn't make you it didn't make make me start thinking i I'd be like um what did I learn today actually then I immediately started thinking about something that didn't matter like PE or what did I learn in this you know ceramics class today um but after a while I can't lie that I, I did come ready I did mm-hmm. come ready because I wanted to ride home I don't mm-hmm. want to walk home it was hot <laughs>
0: let alone I couldn't you know call my parents or my folks and be like hey can you come pick me up yeah yeah and it's you weren't getting the ride home unless you told me something. Exactly. Either. So I had to be ready
1: along with
0: everybody else. You know, <laughs> became our inside joke. I guess mm-hmm. so, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of knew about it. Oh, yeah. oh that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. Want to ride today? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I, I, I've always been in the growth and development uh, mentality, and I love the idea about you guys attending school and doing things that were going to help you grow. And I'd love to hear about what those things are. And who knows, maybe I could learn something when that thing happened. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. Now, as my karate student, there's a whole other animal, a whole different arm for growth and development. And uh, your fight at the beginning was way different than your fight toward the end. uh, Different. Tell me what you think you might have learned, just Mm -hmm. randomly, any one, two, or multiple things that you think you might have learned from the karate environment. Um, I think it's shapes
1: you know what they may say like spirit mind and body um i think it, to me i use it all as one i think um first knowing is half the battle um and then on top of that getting your body physically ready but in order to be physically ready you have to be able to train and you have to have that endowment and that empowerment and within yourself to be able to keep that fight going and keep it strong um, you know um nobody can really You know, you can't have anybody break your spirit because if they break your spirit, then that's that's half the game right there. You know, so you have to stay strong uh, both mentally and physically and just keep it, keep it moving, keep it pushing at all times.
0: Beautiful. Now, it's interesting. There's an obvious self-development part of Karate, traditional Karate Uh, and many different environments. We can grow from being involved in those things. But then there was the other part, which was a sort of a, a peripheral part, which was the competition. What did you think about the competitive part? And is there any growth in that? Definitely. Definitely. When I think of uh, being competitive, I just
1: think uh, at every single point, I'm going up against the best and I wanted to be the best. And I want to be able to strive and, you know, you know, come out with that ultimate victory in the end. Um, But going into that environment, it's crazy because it's, it puts you in a place where you, you want to be focused and you want to see, you know, what this person's doing to keep them on their goals or well, what this person's doing, how are they training or what are they doing to maybe improve your game and get better um, with yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and sometimes in between fights, um, you'd have that in between the round where, you know, I come to you and be like, so, man, like he, you know, he's got that good left hook and he's hitting me with that roundhouse kick pretty well. And I just can't get an escape from it. And, hey, calm down, you know, just we take it one step at a time, you know, just relax, you know. And I think just being relaxed, even though you're yeah. in a situation, you, yeah. you're fighting, you're fighting somebody. So it's kind of hard to be like, OK, let me... Just, keep it cool calm and collected but once you find that little sense of
0: space right there, you're good you're good to go and then you mm-hmm. can do your thing rebel that's a really great observation too climbing those little mountains along the way they really do change your life and they tell you that uh, you know what i can do it mm-hmm. something about developing that new confidence in small things and then large things that you can do right yeah and speaking of things that you can do gosh you helped me run martial arts tournaments and were part of the staff what's oh the big God. difference there you're you're accustomed to competing on the floor and jumping all around fighting for gold and then you're on the staff running the event how's that feel? you yeah, i was tired <laughs> i was i was tired <laughs> i can't lie um it was it was a lot uh,
1: you know putting everything together and you know putting in the work um it, it did give me i guess you can say uh, it, it got me mentally ready just because putting everything together i was just like man like i could be on this mat tomorrow or i can be on that mat um and you know uh, the next day you know coming into the fight and stuff like that you know i was a little tired i can't mm-hmm. lie but then again i was just like hey at the end of the day like we got to go
0: get it we gotta do what we gotta do that's why we're here <laughs> just goes to show you what the old man was going through huh because i'm coordinating all of it so there's my insanity for you huh But I thought it was a rather rewarding experience for us to put our name on an event and run it year after year and have our team collaborate and be together on it. I I really took a great deal of pride and and enrichment from that. So thank you for your input. Definitely. Of course. course. And as we're talking about difficulty and growth and development, gosh, back to that college environment, Mm -hmm. man, what does it feel like? Many people know this, but what does it feel like transitioning from high school, and then to that scary environment of college, when the professors are expecting things from you, and the classes are longer, and the mm-hmm. classes are tougher, and you, you have to time manage, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And what's your observation on how that changed you?
1: Um, for me, going into college, uh, mentally, I was just like, this is where, this is where the race really starts. I was thinking, um, I'm going to class with 40, maybe 50 other individuals who may or may not have the same mindset or goals like me when they have their own and they want to do something very specific. Um, So I talked to myself like, hey, man, like you always got to be ready. You got to put in the work, put in the time, do what you need to do. Um, But also on top of that, like I said, just being able to have friends and building some sort of what would you say uh, as a support system. Having like uh, some friends or people who have the same interest or have the same worth ethic, the same drive. um, Having that, I think, was really important for me um, just because, you know, there's some subjects, you know, all of us don't like. Like, you know, you may not like science, you may not like math, but you get yourself a group. Some people who share the same drive, maybe we're not going to be like mathematicians or nothing, but we got to pass this class to proceed. Mm -hmm. So being able to just have that to fall back on, I think, really helped me. Um, in a lot of different situations. Um, but, you know, just always got to stay ready. Stories.
0: Always got to stay, stay ready. There's a phrase worth repeating over and over again, All right? Yeah. That's just it, stay ready. And if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, right? Exactly. Really, really good. Well, I love what Scholastics does in theory, right? I think that it puts you in a position to receive new information, and help your brain exercise and process that information, uh, but are all instructors the same? And wow. do they all have the same input and passion and and inspiration to teach you, or is it difficult working with different instructors?
1: I think it could be it could be either or. You have some people who really enjoy doing what they're doing, and then you have some people who I feel just do it for the paycheck. They're just here mm-hmm. for the money, trying to get by, you know. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. Um, I can say that in college I did have an English teacher um, who I had for the first two semesters I was there and uh, I it was just English but I learned so much and, and I mean you could just say you know oh, it's English you know whatever but he broke it down to a sense where it made me appreciate it more um, it made me appreciate writing and reading and when I write essays I think about certain things when I put uh, like a thesis together or ideas together. And I think just that by itself has made me shape the way I think in general. So I think of everything, not in terms of like as as if I was writing an essay, but gathering information and being able to to put it together. That way I can, you know, put it through something else, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. Really good. I have definitely noticed that instructors are different. They're not all the same. You know, many times they, they have a varied way of going about business. And I think for them, uh, each of them, they have a different reason to be involved. Their why is different. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when their why is different, we have trouble struggling with our why. So if I've learned nothing about teaching others, it's sometimes to just calm down a little to be clear on who I am, but also get to know who the person is a little bit, too. Um, sometimes you can hit people over the head and they can get the message real well. And other people you have to be more tactful with, right? right. Tact—the ability to appreciate the delicacy of a given situation and do or say the most fitting thing. So I, you know, I love it when a student can tell you a little bit about what their experiences with their teachers have been. So I'm sure your English teacher would be very proud that you said good things about oh, well, yeah. <laughs> how it <did you> was <laughs> you, right? Definitely, definitely. Right. Yeah. So these learning environments—they <clears throat> happen to be. Um, a good thing for us uh in all levels now we talked about um, just to backtrack a little bit about mm-hmm. karate and etc and in that is sort of a self-defense perspective mm-hmm. you ever seen anybody you know like have a real self-defense situation and have to sort of fight for themselves in the real world actually you ever seen mm-hmm. anything like that yeah yeah i have, I yeah. have my best friend actually With no kidding,
1: tell <laughs> yeah. us about it my best friend omar omar hamilton oh my god omar Hamilton <laughs> too crazy yeah um yeah a little self-defense going on um you know we lose the Santa Barbara and stuff but you know uh, after a good night of having fun you know some things happened between some friends and you know we just happened to be involved in that particular situation and uh didn't really expect it to go anywhere but you know somebody wanted to throw the first punch and you know things got crazy um but when it comes to self-defense also like we were saying earlier like about karate and about you know your mind your spirit you know all that has to form as one and you always have to think smart and be able to make that next um mental move over your opponent as opposed to physically mm-hmm. you know so that's that's half the battle one already and don't you want to avoid it wherever you can Definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Any fight should be avoided at any cost. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not until, you know, somebody really start really putting their hands on you or forcing
0: you to do something like that. That's when you you know you have to take action. That's really true. Mm -hmm. And I've been asked this question before, which is why I posed it to you. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I've been asked it a lot of different times when people know I've been involved in martial arts. And frankly, I always find it strange that why why do you think I'm going around fighting all the time? Because, right. I mean, we don't. We train to better ourselves, and that's what it's really all about. And that's why as martial artists, we don't
1: boast. And, you right. Know, we, you know, we're not filled with our heroes right. or our pride that, oh, yeah, we can beat anybody up. It's not right. even like that. It's more so, yes, we have that training, but more so we have that calmness and
0: spirit, and we can just keep that to ourselves. You know? The fight you win is the one you don't have to have. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as a quote student of mine, and that's meant with all humility from me and all respect to you, it's really great to hear you say that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, then that means that we did some good work because we want to make the world a better place instead of a worse place, right? Mm-hmm. Last thing we want is to be out starting trouble. We want to give our family a good name and we want to perpetuate positive. Mm-hmm. And there's a good segue into family. How important is family mm-hmm. to you? Family's everything to me. Family's everything. Tell us how. What wow. well, definitely.
1: Um. Honestly, I think. Uh. You know, my family. They're they're my backbone. They they help me. They drive me. They they give me everything I really, I really need as far as support. You know, and motivation. And I feel like. Uh, you know, I have a younger brother. You know, Jalen. Uh. You know, he's in high school. He's doing his thing. Um. You know, soon to be graduate. Um. And I feel like. It is my role to be that bigger brother, that role model, to set that good example, to do what I need to do. But at the same time, not also like killing myself by doing it. You know what I mean? Um, But being able to support, having that support from my family to have them, you know, allow me to be there at all times and staying behind my back. And, you know, when I say I got a problem, with, you know, a certain teacher there on it to like, okay, well, what's going on with this teacher? Like, well, you know, let's see what's going on or, you know calling even to check on me when i'm during finals or midterms that's that's really big for me because those can be very very stressful times very stressful times and sometimes just having that phone call from like your mom or your dad even your brother saying like hey what's going on it could just make the best of everything you know it contains something like, man i was really depressed at first but you know what i'm cool now like it's cool to hear your voice cool to hear that you're doing good you know i'm doing good too
0: you know and then we just we just keep moving Man, that is just amazing. I can't help but think of the word blessing, as it were. Um, I think that it's a tremendous blessing to have someone concerned about you and concerned about your welfare and ready and willing to reach out and say that to you. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, on behalf of all of us, I, I say, you know, bravo to your family for doing that. I try to do it for my folks as well. And there are some people in the world that don't have that beauty in their life. And so, you know, we say to you, you know, we're sorry that that's the case, but that's why this podcast is here to maybe try and offer the world at large, whoever might want to listen, an idea that people are going through similar things. And maybe we can indirectly help you by being here. So you've done us a service by saying that today, Greg, by just recognizing how important it is to collaborate and be together and reach out to those people who who you love and and let them know that they are loved by you, too. So good stuff. I mean, really, really good stuff. I'm proud of you. Now, you talk about your younger brother, right? <laughs> uh, you talk about your younger brother. How was it being an older brother? I happen to be the oldest, too. <laughs> Comes with some certain characteristics, doesn't it? Oh, man. Yeah, you're,
1: the younger brother. Always wants to be the I ain't gonna say the older brother, but it wants to be the dominant one. You know, when, she, when he's small and you're big, you know, he's like, I want to be, I want to be like him, or I want to do better, or oh, you got a B in that class, well, when I take that class, I'm gonna get a an A. And it's nice to have that uh that good rivalry because mm-hmm. it keeps uh, your relationship fresh in a sense. Um, you know, I'm I'm very proud of him. Um, he's doing his thing in high school. Um, you know, he, he's taking his AP classes, doing his calculus and, you know, I took calculus when I got in college. I wasn't even thinking about that when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. but it's good to see that he has that drive Mm -hmm. and, you know, and he, and having that at such a young age, I know it's going to really help him in the future, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's good that he's able to take all this work and all these things as a young kid, because, you know, that can be overwhelming, you know, taking three AP classes at a time. I, I couldn't even imagine myself doing it, but. I applaud him for that and uh i'm glad that we are going to be doing our next chapter you know coming to college and reliving that and in a sense i'm kind of reliving it through him mm-hmm. because i'm gonna be there every step of the way getting them through these counselors through these classes telling them the format how the lingo goes
0: you know that way no time is wasted and we can just get straight to business man i'm so pleased to hear you say this and i'm sure he would be too to hear you and it's interesting that i've told my sons omar and ali Um, that raising you helped me re-raise myself. So that sense of collaboration is always there. That's why I brought it up, really, because I think many of us, we forget that we have much more in common than we do apart, and lives can be pulled so that you can forget that. But I'll never want to forget the the commonality between me and my loved one. So way to go. Now, you, I've learned a little bit about you over the years, and I I see what kind of person you are. And you have a great mind, and you're trying to grow yourself as an individual. Yes, we talked about scholastically. Yes, through your your work life and et cetera. But travel is probably a big thing to you, too. I'm sure that you want to and have already experimented. First, you went to school. Uh, you know, away from home, yeah. only you know, a good little <laughs> six, seven hours, but still far enough away, right? Uh, yes. In Santa Barbara, California. Yes. So, where have you traveled, and where do you want to go? Oh man. man. So Santa Barbara, okay. First, you know, living there for
1: two years, that was you know one spot. And then once I got there, I was like, you know what? This is this is a nice change of scenery, but you know, I feel like I I need a little bit more. Uh, so I went to uh, New York uh, for about a week with my cousin, Ooh. and uh, and I could say that that was that was eye opening. Um, I've never been, you know, mm. so so emerged in such a beautiful culture, and there's just so much culture out there because it's so dense, so big, and um, me, so old. yeah, <laughs> and me, you know, me being an artist, um, seeking and looking at new you know, locations and new areas, being able to, you know, combine myself with that culture. uh, It uh, shapes the way I do my art and the way I see things, you know? So I think um, traveling is a very, very important role. Um, But I plan on going to so many other places. I want to leave the country, you know, go to London and I want to see, go to different uh, memorials, different arts, uh, art centers and stuff like that. When I was in New York, I actually visited the, um, one of their uh, famous, uh, what do they call it, the, they have an art, um, it's a very big art museum, mm-hmm. um, historical art museum out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went there, saw a lot of different things, a lot of original paintings from like Van Gogh and different like very good artists. And just seeing that in person and being surrounded by other people who are like, oh my God, like, wow, this is really cool. This is original. I'm just like, man, like, I want to be there one day. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be able to reproject that in my own way, my own
0: image, and put that into my art. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's good to hear as you being a person raised on the West Coast, I've encouraged folks, please, if you're raised on the West Coast, please visit the East Coast of this country. It's a really important to, I think, your understanding and not one that simply media gives you. And no offense to media, but I think you need to see it for yourself and some of the qualities that it presents. I've had the good fortune to travel this country quite a bit and I've learned a lot. So that's off to you. So whether it's West going East or whatever the case may be, it's just a really good thing to do. Yeah. So anybody, if
1: you can, if you can travel, just say, get out there and do it, get it done
0: because you won't regret it. No, I agree very much. Now, here's the thing I wanted to ask you, which is uh, one of those strange open-ended questions, but how do you feel about friendship and how important is that in its quality? Um, friendship. Mm.
1: Friendship and having having a whole bunch of friends as opposed to having you know a small group of friends you know for depending on the person it could make a big difference um, for me personally um, you know I have I have a lot of friends I'm a very social person you know I talk to a lot of people um, and I have a very small group of friends that I would call and since my friends but they're also my family you know that's how close of a bond we have um, but I think with your friends having that that bond and, you know, sharing it together, um, you know, you hold each other up, you know, um, as I was saying earlier, you know, that, that drive, um, you meet certain people and, you know, you vibe with those people and you could tell that, Hey, like, you know, if you surround yourself with people who want to be successful and people who want to progress in the world or in their own goals, then in a sense, it kind of helps you push yourself and you want to get there too. So that way in the end, you guys are there together and maybe, Even if this person is, you know, on top of you or maybe they're progressing faster and hey, they never forgot about you. You're still there. You're still family, you know, so they're always going to be there to help you out. And like I said earlier, having that support system, I think is very key to not just school, but just just to life, life in general. Having somebody to be able to talk to somebody to relate and say, hey, man, like, you know, I, I had a really hard day or maybe. Hey, I'm not really sure what to do in the situation or maybe I'm getting a raise at work, but, you know, I don't want to take it because mm-hmm. maybe there's a bigger opportunity somewhere. But having somebody to be able to talk to yeah. that about was
0: very, very life changing, very different. It's good. I'm so glad to hear you say that, you know, uh, I have a, a crazy mind in that uh, I was already thinking ahead to this idea that I knew you would corroborate the validity of talking with others. Right. Of sharing your story and you letting them share theirs. And something about that communication and that collaboration makes us healthier in a way. Right. We don't feel like we're on an island. Right. And it doesn't take a 100 people. Sometimes it can be just one. Just right. So when that's another reason in this podcast, I like to remind people Go talk to somebody, sit down, you know, express yourself, you know, tell tell your story, you know, interact and see what you can come up with, you'd be surprised, right? And on that level, when we talked about family and we talked about that collaboration, in families, there are older members oftentimes, older than you. Mm-hmm. And so effectively, there is that whole sense of the young uh, uh, age uh coordinating and com- connecting with the older age what tip would you give on collaborating with the older you know generation mm-hmm. right and you're the younger generation because you do it well i've seen you, you show respect for your elders Definitely. and they they respect you for what you're doing and there's a good collaboration what tips would you give on how to do it well honestly i respect your grandparents
1: talk to your grandparents talk to Talk to people who are older than you because they have wisdom and they have ideas and things that they can share with you that you may not have experienced or maybe you will experience soon. And I think sharing stories like that, in a sense, gets you prepared for the future. You may not know it, but just having a simple conversation with somebody who's, you know, 60, 70, 40, you know, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. As long as they're older than you, whatever. um, You get that that knowledge, you know, and uh, being able to have that knowledge and use it for yourself.
0: I think it's like, it's the ultimate goal. Like, you know, you need that, you need that really good. I, I love emphasizing these things. I'm telling you, because sometimes we continue to think in terms of being different. You no, know, the word is, if you're a certain age, you don't deal with people older. And the word is for the older that we don't have confidence in the younger generation. They're not doing what we think they should do. They're not as stable as we think they are. You know, they're millennials. Oh, my God. You say it like it's a a cuss word. But I want to continue to bring us together and make us think more alike than different. So, well, thank you for helping corroborate that and plugging it in. You know, seems like you've learned a lot in this life so far. And, And if I may, how old are you now? I'm 26 now. Yeah, you old as dirt now, man. <laughs> Not even. Ah. <laughs> so what what significant thing or things jump out at you right now, in addition to what we're talking about, that you have learned, that just it just sits in you when you say, you know, and I got to let you guys know that, yo, you know, it's this. What's that thing? Oh, what's those things?
1: Well, something that I've heard uh, my entire life that my dad always tells me is time is something you can't get back. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to use your time to the best of your ability and don't waste a moment of it. If you can get the work done or whatever you need to do in that time frame, get it done because, you know, tomorrow's never promised. It's never promised. Um, and I also hear that a lot, too, um, from a lot of my, you know, friends or elderly people or however, whatever you want to say, you know, tomorrow's never promised. Um So if you're not happy with today, with everything that you've accomplished, then work harder and try to get that goal and do what you need to do so that in the future, you set that path for not just yourself, but for the generations that come after you, you know, you want to set up a foundation for everybody for years to come, you know? Mm -hmm. So you got to think about that goal rather
0: than just start thinking about yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do, and that one is a good one. Mm -hmm. Time is that precious commodity And once you use it, you can't get it back. Mm -hmm. And how you use it is very important to how your life runs. So very, very good. I'll put you on the spot there. See (laughs) that? But I knew you could handle it. I got you. You know what I'm saying? That's really nice right there. And, you know, on another learning level, because we like these opportunities to talk to be about learning and growing and talking to each other, you were in a service capacity at a fancy, high-profile restaurant in the past, right, Mm -hmm. where it helped you uh, develop your culinary skills and learn to cook. You've learned a thing about quality vino and and wine and how to select Mm -hmm. it and all those things. You know, what's a couple of things that you learned in that environment, which was different than, you know, your initial growing up place and it was different than school, You're but right. it was challenging because you were on the spot, right? So you had to be in the kitchen, you had to be out to wait the waiting tables, you had to do all that stuff. Yeah. What did you get out of that? And if you knew somebody else that was in the game, what would you talk to them about? What, what would you say, man, you remember how it's like this or that? Or What'd you learn? Yeah, I, no, I would always say for, for me, it was just always to be prepared,
1: be on my A game, uh, Pro and never forget your pen. You know, you got to write those orders down. And uh, sometimes, you know, it, it would be, you would have those busy days. You know, you have a lot of people there. Everybody's hungry. Everybody's like, you know, it's just crazy. And at all times you have to multitask and have, you know, 10 to, to 12, 15 things on your mind all at the same time. But they got, got time frames on them, so you got to get them done, you know. Um, but being able to go from, you know, table to table and have, it's crazy, these these small um, stories between each and every single table, like this small little acquaintance uh, between uh, who's ever sitting there, you know, um, being able to talk to them. And, you know, sometimes it just wouldn't be about food. You know, you get to the food part. Okay, sure, you take your order. And then eventually maybe your, your table might be friendly and be like, so you going to school or you going to that? And they want to dig into your personal life. And when you get to that point, it's pretty cool because then it doesn't really feel like a job. It feels like, okay, well, I'm talking amongst... Friends, or I'm talking amongst good company people that I can just talk to and you know, I bring your food, sure, yeah, and you just keep the chat. And then that could turn into something worthwhile, maybe an opportunity, or maybe okay, I'm an artist, but maybe this person is an artist too, but they work in LA. But it's just like, man, like now we have these ties that we can keep together. Um, but yeah, definitely working in that restaurant industry, yeah, it, I've learned so much. It, it shapes me um, to a point to where. When I talk to people now, I just can just really engage and really listen and mm-hmm. hear what they have to say. And I think that's very important um, coming from the world, you know, and keep going on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you learned some skills there, huh? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And I, I didn't just serve too. I was I was in the kitchen doing the food running. And then before I served, you know, you got to be like a, what they call a back server. Mm-hmm. I was shadowing an actual server. Mm-hmm. And based upon watching them, I was like, oh, okay, well, I can see how I would mix it up, you know, throw the Greg
0: Bush spin onto it as opposed to how this person does it. So just make it your own craft. You know? Now, you know, we know that sitting down eating is, you know, a similar exercise wherever you are, but would you consider it different at a, you know, small diner downtown that's been there a while versus a high profile, expensive eatery like you had? Is there something different and something the same?
1: Um, yeah, there, there are some. I mean, you, you might be amongst different, you know, people per se. But I think that it doesn't really matter the restaurant or the place. I mean, people are people at the end of the day. So I think just being able to talk to anybody, you know, about what's because some people, you know, like mom and pop restaurants, not everybody likes to be fancy and fine and dine. Some people just want to relax. And fine and dine can be, you know, too much. And I could even agree on that too. Sometimes I just want to go you know, on my t-shirt, have a burger and just, you know, relax. I don't need the salad fork and my steak and, you know, the four course, meal. I don't need a lot. It's cool. Um, So sometimes having that type of uh, atmosphere, being able to uh, talk to somebody like that, you know, that's cool. And it's honestly, to
0: me, it's more of like a home-based thing. It's more comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that now it gets really a little personal? <laughs> Do you think that it gets... Uh, to a point where you're better at talking to a a Female person like if you're entering into a relationship or whatever the case may be because of that sense of Universality there. Yes, Um, I can definitely say from
1: doing that. I I have a lot more confidence Mm -hmm. uh, with what I say and how I say it Mm -hmm. and um, I've always been able to you know ordering and being a servant stuff like that You always got to think on your feet Mm -hmm. so I can you know, I'm a really fast thinker. So I think being able to engage in those conversations with people, I'm, I'm always ready just because I'm going, you know, at, at times I could have up to six tables at one time and at each one of those tables could be four or five people. Or maybe I got 20 people in the back, you know, waiting for me and I still got three tables on the side. So I always have to come and be like, okay, cool. Like I know exactly how I'm going to say, I know what I'm going to, you know, perform for them. I know what orders we have, you know, I know the specials tonight. I got to say it just like this. And, you know, I could just go in there and just, you just do it. You know, I think confidence
0: is key. I do too. Mm -hmm. And again, I put you on the spot a little bit (laughs) on that. Well, I do it on purpose because just the very fact that you're sitting here and we're exchanging like this, I want the world at large to know that there are those of us in this world who are working hard to be our best selves and who are trying to present something quality to the world and who are not just taking up space, but we're trying to move the needle in a positive direction. You know, and I love that because you've been on my floor as a karate student and in my house as a friend and my, my son's best friend and et cetera. And these things matter. This sense of, uh, you know, adjoining our efforts and, and being a good person. It sounds so corny, but it's it's something worth focusing on. And, and I thank you for your efforts in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know, would you talk about changing the world. What's the next thing you want to do now? You've got your education mm-hmm. behind you. You've got some ideas about yes. what you want to create. Yes. And there's a specific level of your own development that yes. you're working on that you'd like to push forward. And if you'd like to talk about that, we're creating bones, as it were, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you could break that down. What, what, how are you going to change the world with that? Talk yeah. about it. And
1: um, in, in school, uh, we were studying you know, animation, which is a very broad category. It, Break, since all these different small things there's a bunch of small departments in there but um anyway there's uh, something we touched on known as um, character rigging and uh we only touched on it for like a week and uh, i was like man this is really cool and then my teacher was like actually we could teach a whole course of this by itself and you know take it out of this course because we name we're just going to scrape the surface um but after a while i did some digging of my own did my own research and luckily i have some friends in the industry already so i was able to talk to them and ask them questions as how they see people who do that specifically in their jobs. And they're like, man, like, you know, they gave me the rundown for it. Um, So basically um, I would just be um, a person who, I would create the bones and the skeletal structures of um, 3D animated uh, models prior to them being animated. And I would make sure that they move in a certain way, almost like human beings. Make sure your joints you know move the way make sure your shoulder stretches out how it's supposed to do make sure your fingers are able to move like human fingers or you know vice versa whatever Um, but being able to in a sense uh play like this role of like a god in a sense (laughs) to me and i like that because i'm like okay i can put myself into every single model that i create Mm -hmm. so that when they show it you know on the floor on a video game or movie i could be like hey like I, I made this. I mean, the, the model is, you know, something that somebody else made, but the way it moves, I did that. And I think it's really cool to say that I
0: had a, a act in doing that, you know. It's a really good really good branch for me. Amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to put that out there because I'm, if I may say so, very proud of you for having taken this journey and done all that you've done and turned into the quality human being and, and gentleman that you are. Uh, This is just good stuff. And having you here today just continues to make me feel proud and happy and and like the world is a good place. You know, if you listen uh, enough to some of the verbiage that's floating around, you'll think that the world is going to hell in a handbasket, right? (laughs) But I tend to think more positively, and that's why I want to sit on this podcast and take an opportunity to celebrate life and celebrate people like you. And I say to you, continued success, congratulations, and thank you for sharing your life with me. Thank you, and and now we're talking about maybe even collaborating on some more stuff. So, oh, stand by, yeah. world. We got something we're about to work on I here. Something. Right? Yeah. And so, like I like to do and put guests on the final spot here before we close, you know, I, I love to provide the audience with some level of advice from you, some level of idea about What matters most or largely in your life and what you would say to them about how to make their life make sense after that hard road in scholastics that you just Mm -hmm. traveled and you had a little illness as a young child too, didn't you? You had to get through, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And before we move forward, what was that? Tell us a little bit about that if we may. I had uh, a
1: hereditary disease and was Crohn's disease Mm -hmm. and um, basically just... uh, inflamed my lower intestines and it made it really really swollen and small mm-hmm. um, to where i couldn't really eat and this occurred when i was like a sophomore in high school for me it just started off as a simple stomach ache. i just thought maybe i ate something wrong whatever um, but day by day it got more stronger and more harder more sharp i was almost as if somebody was just getting like a like a knife or like a yeah like a knife and just kind of stabbing me in my side and just like turning it slowly just slowly, slowly. And having that pain over time, like I said, it was small, but it grew to something that was like very, very just uh, cringing, if I can if I can describe it. Um, honestly, it was the worst pain, one of the worst pains of my life that I ever experienced. Um, but, you know, I got through it. I had surgery, um, you know, and, you know, I was in the hospital and this is my sophomore year of high school. So I missed um, about half of, the, half of my year because I was going through all that. Um, I couldn't really go to school. I couldn't really sit down for long periods of time. It was crazy. Um, But, you know, I had the surgery, you know, I got through it. Um, I mean, I had my family there for support Mm -hmm. and everything, family and friends, Mm -hmm. actually,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, for support. And uh, I think that that really helps me um, get back on my feet. And uh, for me, it was just, you know, I just had to just stay in the fight and just just knew to myself that I couldn't give up, that there was still work to be done. And I knew that, yeah, sure, having this, you know, small little disease that I'll probably have for the rest of my life um, will get me down at that time. But I wouldn't ne- I wouldn't let it keep me down. You know, I knew that I still had to do stuff. I, I still had to make something out of myself and get out there. So I didn't let it bring me down. Um, but it was,
0: it was hard to get through that. But we, we're, here. We're, here. we're here. I know. And I've talked with you and. I know how concerned your parents were and all the things you went through. And you and Omar were friends. And yeah. and so that thing I remember as having endured your share of difficulty. Mm-hmm. See, that's why on this podcast, too, I want people to know that they're not alone. There is us going through stuff, too. And we can make it. We mm-hmm. can do it yes. if you push through. Yes. Right. Yes. And it's funny. You're strong like an ox now. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Right? See how it works yeah. out. Um, yeah. Talking about strong yeah. like an ox. You remember when you jump rope 5,000 turns the rope <laughs> that day with me before I was going again? get uh, oh, hey, a hip surgery? That was crazy. Let's talk about that yeah, a little that bit. Was Wasn't crazy. that crazy? Oh, my
1: God. I, at first, I, I mean, I, I knew you were serious, but I was <laughs> I was looking at you know, Omar and Alina. I was just like, are you really about to do this? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be cool, just be cool. So, like, all right, cool. So, in the garage, you know, (laughs) and we just start and come in. You know, you were serious, he was like, all right, let's go. And I was like, oh, okay, let me get my rope. All right. And then, you know, we did them,
0: we did 5,000 turns. Yes, we did. It was was great. That's your first time to a 5,000. and yeah. I could barely walk. I had a cane. I was going to surgery in a it couple of days. I was hurt bad. It was yeah, awful. I'm an insane person, but you guys are just as bad, it seems. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. That's beautiful. So back to that teamwork. Back to that family. Back to that collaboration. Back to that thinking similarly. The back to that working hard. Back to that working through obstruction. That's us, baby. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't thank you enough for sitting down with me today on a Sunday afternoon. No, you are a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> so on your on your last passing words to the community at large who's listening, what nugget of advice or forward direction or past experience or whatever you would like to share, would you like to share with our people for here at the end? I would say, um, honestly, just uh, stay true to yourself.
1: Say true to yourself at the end of the day because you're working for yourself and you need to make the most out of every situation, every opportunity, because in the end, it's going to affect you. Um, you know, and you use your friends, use your family um, as a support system or, you know, people who can help you strive and get to where you want to be. Um, you know, it's always good to have somebody to talk to in those hard times, because trust me, we, we all have those hard times. Mm-hmm. Life is always going to throw you a curveball when you least expect it. And it's always good to be ready for that. By having those people to talk to, you know, because sometimes, yeah, you can get through it by yourself. But if you think about it, it may take a toll on you. And in the future, you know, if you keep doing that, you're going to get to a point where you just go be fed up. Like, I don't want to do this no more, you know. Um, So, yeah, stay true to yourself and uh, keep yourself motivated. Stay positive. That's another thing. Um, Stay positive with many situations because negativity is weird. It's kind of like a like a rotten disease. And once you start with it, it just kind of doesn't go away. And you want to stay. You want to keep that positivity. You want to keep being good and you know smile and stuff like that because you want to not just make a good impression for yourself, but for the people around you as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that goes all the way back, you know, to your family and stuff like that too. So, yeah, just yeah, be be real to yourself, and once you do that, you're ahead of the game.
0: Man, and that smile fuels your spirit, doesn't mm-hmm. it? it? Does. you are a wise man sir already and i thank you for sharing that that is outstanding ladies and gentlemen mr greg bush a very good friend a very good student a very good son a very good man that i know and i'm proud to sit here with him and i can't say enough about the time you share with us today thank you appreciate it so ladies and gentlemen Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of Round 12. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. May the worst days of your future be like the best days of your past. And may you continue to answer life's bow every time. Until we meet again, time!